You are now listening to The Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. Welcome to The Unit Report. I am Lucas. I'm with Troy here, my co-host, my favorite co-host, my only only co-host, my only co-host. And for this episode, for the week of Thanksgiving, but it's November 24th, Tuesday today, we're going to talk about some MLB, we're going to talk about some football, a lot of NBA news. Uh, we're not going to talk about a lot of it in depth, but there's a lot, to t- a lot to say. And that's probably going to be the episode, probably going to be a pretty easy episode. Troy, Robinson Cano did a thing. Let's start with that. Yes, so uh, Robin can. Robinson Cano did the wrong thing again. Robinson Cano, um, you know, pretty pretty well-known player with the Mets. Uh, It is his second suspension for uh, PED use, performance-enhancing drugs. Um, I know we were talking about it with the whole – the uh, like Hall of Fame type deal with Barry Bonds and those type guys. I think we talked about that a little bit last episode. So kind of great timing. But uh, yeah, this is the second time doing it. Um, yeah, it's for the whole season. The MLB. This is kind of funny. This is the one thing where the MLB actually you know has rules, but uh, that they follow. So. He's out for the year. That's definitely a pretty big loss, but it's also his second offense. So, yeah, just to start the debate with, um, A, if he was Hall of Fame worthy, and then, B, the whole Barry Bonds deal. Lucas, what are you thinking? Uh, Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, My thing, which you kind of of talked about, is um, it's funny how they they always choose this kind of thing to punish – but seem to let so much. No, 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 Think about it. This is individual cheating. We can't have it. We need group cheating because we need to, you know, if one person does it, everyone needs to be on the same page. We can't have one person cheating because that's not fair because they're the only one that gets the win. Like Barry Bonds, you only, you know what I mean? It's like, you. He, that's an individual thing where you, he's going to be the only one that, you know, has the most home runs. No, 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 no. As long as everybody's cheating, then it's fine because, you know. It's just funny how they suspend a guy. I'm not saying what he did isn't wrong because it is wrong. But a guy who had 30 RBIs this past season, he did enough to be out for a whole season. But a team full of guys who cheated from banging uh, trash cans and knowing what pitch was going to be up next face zero repercussions. I'm not going to get over that. I never am going to get over that. Uh, no one will. It's crazy what they allowed to happen there. But what he did was wrong, 100%. I'm not going to argue that. But it seems like his contribution to cheating was such sm- so much smaller and less significant than everyone else. Like, look at the teams he's been on. Since he left the Yankees, he was on Seattle for like five years. They never, they never made the playoffs or did anything. And then the past two seasons, he's been in with the Mets. I don't think any of those teams he's been on since he left the Yankees have made the playoffs. How significant can his PEDs really be? Am I wrong? True. It's it's not like he's won any you know huge awards or anything either. It's, exactly. I don't know. This, the thing that I that this is interesting where when it comes to rules, because to my knowledge, whenever it comes to this kind of stuff, there's almost like a chart. I believe there actually I think there actually is a chart where it's like, you know, first time offender, this, second time offender, this. And then it comes to where, you know, an entire team cheats and it's like, well, we don't have a rule for this. So it's kind of like, well, we'll punish them, but then, you know, it's just a piece of metal at the end of the day. So, you know, who cares? Good but um I don't know. I just think it's very. I just think it's, it's 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 just the MLB being MLB. He, he it's on an individual scale and it's punishment because I get this was a known problem and you know I guess something that it's been around for years. I mean it's hard to deny that pretty much everyone's done it back in the day. 
back in like you know the 80s and that kind of stuff but i don't know it's just it's just another it's just the mlb being the mlb it's just how this works uh how to even comprehend this you don't but i don't know all that aside um just kind of like on the personal level, he is 376 hits away from 3,000, which is a very exclusive club. It's a very prestigious number to get. What does if he gets that? What like? What what's what? I thought when you started saying 376, for whatever reason, I was still had the PED thing coming through my ear. Like going through my head, I thought you were gonna say he was 376 pounds, and I was about to be like, <laughs> and they just now tested him. Like, dang, how far? So, Jeez, all right, so you can see a guy go from you know 195 and he shows up the you know training camp with you know freaking pythons for arms, and um, just and it's like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I that was like the first thing that got in my head. I was like, wait, that can't be right. But then I don't know. It's okay. I think in pounds too. It's okay. But um, yeah, he's three hundred and seventy-six hits away from three thousand, which is obviously a very exclusive, prestigious it's- club. Usually, if you're in the three thousand club, you're a Hall of Famer. This is his second full season of uh, PEDs, and he's thirty-eight years or thirty-seven, thirty-eight years old right now. So he might not have the time to do it. But even if he does. These two suspensions, they they can't fare well for him, can they? Um, now, this is the thing I think we were talking about, where it's like a this is kind of a you do it once and it's like a one and done type deal. And now he's done it again. I don't know. I feel like this is just going to be the number because he's always going to be associated with this. Um, it's kind of like Pete Rose and the whole uh, you know gambling type thing they're always going to be associated with it i feel like now he could do it 20 times and it doesn't matter but um i don't know it's just i i I really do i think it's uh once you get associated with it i I don't really think anyone um yeah just be I, i mean it's it's just one of those things where it's like they catch you. It's one of those things where you get caught um, after you're doing it, and you can't tell how far back it goes. That's the thing. So I feel like now that this, like, even if you get suspended once, it's like, okay, well, when did you really start? You know what I mean? Because you could have started last week, or you could have started, you know, at the beginning of the season. So it's one of those things where there's so much uncertainty where I think it's perceived as, uh, you know, you cheated and, you know, you're now going to always be known as a cheater. And I know Pirate fans obviously don't represent all of the MLB, but whenever Ryan Braun comes back to play the Pirates, uh, all seven fans boo him. All seven of us, we always boo Ryan Braun. Um, I think Alex Rodriguez, when he played, he definitely got it bad. But I think since then, he's been a broadcaster and like uh, he's in the still in the public eye. Obviously, he's married to J-Lo. But uh, I think people kind of forgave him maybe a little bit or maybe like it's not they're not they're not tarnishing his reputation although he does have that in his history so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for Cano I don't think he was ever on that level but if you look at his numbers he has numbers to be around or in the conversation for the Hall of Fame so it'll be interesting to see about how that plays out for him yeah definitely uh I don't know I still think once you get associated with this kind of stuff um it sticks. It leaves. It kind of leaves. Uh, it leaves a bruise on your, um, you know, I guess your uh, reputation. But it's what it is. It's your choice. You know, you kind of take this risk. Moving on, Cole Tucker, of all people, I can't believe we're actually talking about good things coming out of the Pirates. <laughs> Cole Tucker is dating actor Vanessa. Uh, what is it? Hudges? Hudgens? Yep, you got Hugins, it. Hudgens. Is this the biggest win for the Pirates in the last 50 years? Because keep in mind, no World Series, um, you know, a playoff series with an asterisk next to it, I guess. It was a wild card. It was, <laughs> it was a wild card. So, yeah, kind of got that asterisk. Um 
is this the best thing to happen to the Pirates? Because, I mean, this is the only good thing I could remember happening, besides whenever um, they brought the uh, legendary Gregory Polanco up, who was supposed to, you know, save this entire team, and turns out he can't stretch. But, um, yeah, what do you think? Is this, def- is this the biggest achievement in 50 years, besides getting a new stadium? My short answer is yes, but I am way more curious to hear what your answer is. Okay, so I I don't know. See, I'm kind of on the fence with this one because I don't know. Because this is my thing. If Cole Tucker stays on the Pirates, this is going to be the only thing he's going to win. So, like, I, I feel like he, he should just retire saying that he went out strong with a win and isn't we're just not going to keep going down the same chain. But in all fairness, he could end up like developing to be really good, and then they just trade him because they don't want to pay him uh, thirty cents an hour. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I I think for him, definitely a huge win for the Pirates. If they keep him around, I think it's going to be one of the biggest wins for the Pirates. But they won't because that's how it works. Um, someone's always going to want to come in. They're always going to bring someone in to make the 10 cents. I don't know. This I just wonder if this is going to be, like, too distracting for them because I know, like, the Pirates players have to be uh, – they're, they're really committed to the team. That's the one thing I will give them. Like, they definitely show enthusiasm. Um, I see them out there every day in front of the Walmart ringing the bell to help, uh, you know, collect charity money. They unfortunately they, they end up stealing the bucket from the Salvation Army, but they have to ring the bill to pay the PNC Park Electric bill. Um, they they out they out there taking their shifts every year. I uh, got to give it credit to them. They have fundraisers. Um, you know, got to have fundraisers to keep Seven Springs up and running. Um, I actually heard uh, Nuttings considering selling all of the springs to the uh, fracking industry. So I guess it's not going to be no springs, but. Uh, you know, whatever, and then if the, uh, you know, if, if they keep the uh, fracking thing going long enough, it will be no spring. So, you know, at that point, then <laughs> what is it? But uh, Oh, my God, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. No spring. I don't know. They won't keep them around. Congrats to Cole Tucker. Um, yeah, the Pirates just, just, just keep on going. I, I do don't have- know, still collecting donations. The thing I did find amazing is – um. They saw that I don't know if you saw, but I guess they're giving out uh, food. They were giving out like food, like a food drive outside of Pansy Park. Turns out they actually went in and stole the food. This is allegedly. I don't know if this this is correct, but they actually went and stole the food from the families, and we're just giving it back to them. But um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. That could be the case. I don't know. I, I do still, have, still find it's pretty unbelievable. But. I have bad news for Bob Nutting. Vanessa Hudgens does not know how to ski. That's a shame. That's a real – it's a damn shame. And um, This I'm, is the real question. Is does is now that – since the Pirates – you know how they are with giveaways. Giveaway is a big thing. Have the celebrity. Will she go to a Pirate game and, like, you know, meet with people? Is she going to be willing to do it for $2 an hour? That is their, like how much negotiating power do we have to go? Because we're already use, reusing baseballs from that they find at Goodwill. We're already done with that. Um, they're all. I mean, look at it. The they would really wear the Clemente jerseys um, year round if they could. If we're being honest, because they're so cheap, they just go over to the thrift store and they keep finding them. Like. If this was the Steelers, let's face it, everyone would be wearing, half of them would be wearing AB jerseys, and the other half are wearing Troy Polamalu jerseys. That's how it is. It's super cheap. It's just, it's the way to go. Um, yeah, that's that's the real question is, can they manage to turn this into a profitable, uh, you know, a profitable endeavor? Well, they have different themed nights. You know, obviously they've had um... – I can't think of any offhand here, but I think that they're definitely in line to have a Vanessa Hudgens night. And I think it's going to be really awkward after they break up and she still has to go for a Vanessa Hudgens night. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. I don't know. I saw, um, I don't know if it's true. It could be, 
but I saw instead of having dollar hot dog night, they actually renamed it to dollar dog night. So take that for what it's worth. I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying that I believe it is now dollar dog night. So the good under the yeah. humane society. <laughs> I don't know, man. All, right. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is if I, if I leave and, um, I don't know. If I go into PetSmart and there's no hamsters left, I don't know that I've eaten them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's good on uh, Bob Nutting Talk. Uh, what do you think? Oh, speaking of former Pirates player that actually left the team and went on to, uh, you know, Won a World actually Series. have a successful career. Charlie Morton goes to the Braves in a one-year deal worth $15 million. This is a uh, probably one of the, the biggest or the biggest deal that we've seen this offseason. Lucas, what are you thinking on this one? It's a good deal. Uh, he goes back to the team he started with because we actually traded for him from the Braves, so his career has gone full circle. Um, $15 million, uh, that's a great deal for him. He's been a like a, basically a Cy Young candidate for the past few years. He's been a, a extremely good. And uh, that Braves uh, rotation gets a lot better right now. Uh, they had Ian Anderson, who really broke out in the playoffs. Uh, Max Fried, um, Mike Soroka, I think that's his name. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good guys in that rotation now. And I think he solidifies it. He's like a, brings a veteran presence to that team and that rotation that they don't really have. He's been through it. He's won the World Series. He's been with really bad teams like we saw in Pittsburgh. And he's been with really good teams in Houston and Tampa. So, uh, you know, I think he's will have a good influence on the uh, pitchers in Atlanta. Yeah, it's just, I can't, 15, yeah, I don't know, 15 mils is a good amount of money. Um, it's almost the entire uh, salary for some teams. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, the Braves are kind of weird. They're They're kind of, they're one of those teams that have been like, borderline with playoffs and then in recent years it's definitely been improving 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 so i think this is definitely going to be a big thing for them um i don't know possibly a championship if they can keep this up and all cylinders are firing the only team i think that stands in the way of them getting to the world series is the dodgers they're like the only nl nl team that can really like stop them in my opinion yeah, the Dodgers are also I – I feel like we've mentioned them every year for the past, oh, how many years? It seems like most of my lifetime, at least, that I've been paying attention to it. I mean, it's it's been the Dodgers and um, I guess the Yankees for the first part, but it's been the Dodgers predominantly, and it's got to be the better part of the last decade. And the funny thing is, is that they just got their first World Series in how many years this year? Like it took them this long to finally get it. We're not even the really? pirates. The pirates aren't even contending. Like, imagine how long it's going to take for us to actually win a World Series. We might never see it happen. That's a whole different debate. I don't have another eight years to talk about this, but um. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You All do. right. You want to feed us in to our last point for baseball? Ah, <sighs> yeah. You leave me with the uh, crime. You case. get. You get. Yeah, <laughs> we're leaving you with the. Uh, well, we started bad, but uh, I feel like this this is definitely uh, worse. Yeah, let's end on a high note. Uh, Randy Arozarena has been detained in Mexico uh, for an alleged uh, domestic abuse against his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife. I'm not sure. I was on his Instagram, I think, a couple days ago, and I think he just got like married or remarried. So I'm not exactly sure the details. This just happened today, I believe, or this morning, last night maybe. Um, so it's a very developing story, and uh, I don't know. Uh, we obviously don't know any, if there's any like validity to this. Uh, I hope it's not true because he's an up and coming star for a team that could really use him. He was your boy whenever it came to uh, the playoffs. What's that? I said he was your guy whenever it came to um, World Series. He was incredible. He like, he's an up and coming star in this league for a team that can really use him. So if this is true, obviously he gets what he deserves. But if this is false, I really hope he comes back and uh, gets a, gets a chance to uh, you know keep playing. But we have no idea. The entire 
like you know judicial system in Mexico isn't the greatest. So I'm not exactly sure if we'll ever figure out what the truth here is, but it's a very developing story. It's hard to really comment on it. But yeah, I was gonna say this is kind of a thing where you gotta wait and see what the verdict is before you can really make anything. Because I don't know. I feel like this happens all the time where someone's accused or you know something like that, and then it either a never pans out or um, you know, unfortunately it becomes verified and true, and then. I guess go from there, but yeah. Yep, that's and that's all the baseball we have for this week. Uh, not a ton going on. Um, a good amount of NFL news came out of the week. Uh, the Steelers are still ten and zero, and they play this Thanksgiving night against the Ravens. Maybe we're not actually sure because the Ravens are having a lot of COVID issues. They have shut down all their facilities. I believe both of their running backs, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, are both positive with COVID and because of how um, close it is to Sunday, like this game is going to be on Thursday. uh, There's a chance that this game gets postponed or if it's not postponed, the Ravens will be without a lot of their, a lot of players, like a lot of key players, including the two running backs I mentioned. So if the game is played, uh, I think it'll be, I think the Steelers are going to have quite the advantage given the Ravens, you know, are going to be without some of their best players. But if it doesn't happen, uh, it could be postponed or they, there have been contingency plans with the NFL that there may be like a week, like 18 that can happen, like postponed way down the line till the end of the regular season, which I think hurts the Steelers. I think the best case scenario is that like around like the, the end of the uh, regular season, we can start resting our players but if that happens, we can't really do that against the Ravens. So um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen here, but I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, I was going to say, this is kind of a – because right now as we're recording, us, it's about 5.30 on November 24th, which is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So um, I believe they, they announced this, what, mon- Monday, like midday, yesterday midday, I think. It, yeah. They came out that they were – they officially announced they are shutting everything down. I don't know. I don't really see this game being played Thursday, if we're being honest, because it's just so new. And with the current testing, with it taking, you know, a few days for results, I don't really see it. I don't really know that anyone wants to take that chance, even though it would be a it would be easier for the Steelers. But you also question, like, even if they did play this game, the amount of maybes, because – We've seen how many teams have been taken down by this and, you know, have missed a game or two and it's starting to catch up for them and it's a, a rough end of the season. I don't know. You'd almost you'd almost rather just postpone this game because the Steelers have done it than watch them get it. And then you kind of have to go from there with, um, I guess, adjust from there because they've already had to do it in the beginning with the Titans game. So I feel like moving us to Sunday, if it even happens at all, I don't give it a high percentage of Thursday, of playing Thursday. But, um, yeah, the schedule for Thursday is Texans at Lions. That starts Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then it's Washington at Cowboys, and that's the 4.30 game. And then, as of now, it is still scheduled that it's going to be Ravens and Steelers at 8.20, the, uh, I guess, primetime night game, if it happens. If it happens, it would be a full day of football. Unfortunately, I don't see it. But this is my question, is since that's such a big thing for um, football, would they – so say the Steelers can't go and they do have that primetime position, would they end up moving – one of either the 12, like the 1230 game and pushing it later because that's when they would get the most views or would they just keep them as is and there is no late game? I think they're going to keep it as is because I think that they're not going to make an official announcement probably until that day because what I was going to say was they want the NFL wants this game to happen so bad because the it's going to be the only game on during that time. It's Thanksgiving. It's like a nationwide game. There's, there's going to be more eyes on this game than any game during the regular season so so far. Everyone watches football on Thanksgiving. So they want this game to happen so bad. They're going to try their best to make sure that this game can happen. 
I want to read two tweets out real quick. First one's from Adam Schefter earlier today. He said the Ravens now have five players and four staffers test positive for COVID this week. Thursday night's game versus the Steelers is still on a schedule, but one source war- warned that further positives could mean postponing it. There's one more tweet I wanted to read um, from Tom Pel- Pelariso. Pelariso, I think. I don't know. Um, the NFL says uh, Thursday night's Ravens-Steelers game is on. Quote, we will continue to monitor developments in consultation with our medical experts. Our foremost concern is the health and safety of players, coaches, and game day personnel. There is no change to the status of the game. So I think more than anything, they want to make sure this game happens and gets done because this is their moneymaker game so far of the regular season. So they're going to try their hardest to make this game work. This is my concern, which I think is a legitimate concern, even though I guess ethically it doesn't make sense. But I'm just saying business is business. If this is like their moneymaker, like next to the Super Bowl, where they get their most views, it's like the NBA at Christmas. Do they – so right now they're saying they're going to play with – like the, I guess, nine people, I believe, that tested positive is what it sounds like, according to what you just said. Would they, I'm not saying that they will do this, but I'm saying do you ponder the possibility of the people that get tested, that are getting tested like today, you know, if their results somehow didn't manage to, you know, come back by Thursday around game time and they didn't have any symptoms or whatever, and, you know, it doesn't say that they have it. Do they still play? I'm not saying it would happen. I'm just saying is if you tested, like, you know, maybe 15 guys that were around the players that tested positive, is there a chance that their, you know, tests possibly don't come back until, you know, Friday morning? Well, with that, Look at what happened in the World Series with Justin Turner. He had inconclusive results and still started the game, and then they found that out. I think that there was enough notice here to where – because there's there are rapid tests now. There are tests that you could get that, like, I think it's a little extra money, um, and they're harder to find, at least among the general public, where you can find out within, like, a few hours – that's what, yeah, that's, what we, that's actually the ones they're giving us at um, – I'm still in uh, college. That's actually the ones we have. You uh, uh, spit in a – I think you spit in a tube, and then they put it in a machine, and I think it's like three hours. Yeah, I, I had to get one last week. I was actually quarantined all week because I had um, – I worked with people that t- – worked closely with people that tested positive, and I had to go out and get one. And it wasn't readily accessible. I had to go pretty far out to get one, and then I had to wait like a day. I'd wait a day to, after I scheduled it to get it. And then it took like almost like four days to get my results. So if they can get those rapid ones, which I'm sure they can, they're the NFL. I'm sure that they could figure out a way to get the rapid ones. I think that they can figure out who has it and who doesn't. I think the problem is, is going to be after they find out exactly how many people are positive, do they have enough to field a team? Which it can be an actual problem considering there's already nine people within the organization that have it and it's Tuesday evening. So we really don't know yet. Yeah. A lot of maybes here. I don't know. I guess that's when to look at it. I was just looking at it, at it from the, uh, you know, money perspective with, you know, it already being bad enough, you know, it would really be a shame in quotes if the results didn't manage to come back and they played and then you, you know, kind of suffer the consequences from there. But uh, I don't know. I guess our next point was uh, with like college football, with just how bad that's gone for some teams, games getting canceled left and right. I actually, I forgot what game it was on Saturday. They canceled, they literally canceled it like I think two hours before kickoff. The teams were literally like in the locker rooms. It was pretty unbelievable, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, I mean, there are different scenarios with college being um, there's so many different teams, and I guess you're kind of going more more based on the school's policy. Where I think the NFL has like a kind of what the NHL did, where it's like an overall, um, you know, like a league league wide type deal. But 
I don't know. It still seems like this thing is making its way into the teams no matter what happens. It's unfortunate to see, but uh, it's the life we live at the current moment, I guess. And to be perfectly honest, college football isn't having exactly a banner year like among just the big-name team success. I mean, they're, ca- they're like big cash cows like Clemson and Alabama. They're doing fine. But teams like LSU, uh, Penn State, and Michigan are having very underwhelming seasons. So it's the ones you expect to be number one, two, and three are not one, two, and three. Notre Dame is having a really good year. But a lot of their, like, very good teams aren't, aren't having great years at all. So, And the best prospect in the league, uh, or I guess in the entire NCAA, Trevor Lawrence was out for, like, two weeks with COVID. So... I think they're just trying to survive. They just want to get their games played and finish the season off as soon as possible for the uh, NCAA. Uh, The only other football news we have is that this week, the Hall of Fame nominees have been released. And it basically is headlined by Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson. Uh, Alan Fanica, the former Steeler offensive lineman, he's still on there, but he's missed out the past five years, I think. So he's probably might not get it. I think he has a few more years left of eligibility, but he hasn't gotten it yet, but Manning, Manning, Woodson, Johnson are pro- like pretty much locks, I think. Uh, definitely Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is probably top three quarterback of all time, so he will be in the Hall of Fame next season. And um, that's all for football from us. A lot happened in the NBA. We're not going to get too deep into it. The biggest thing that happened is uh, Clay Thompson, who last year missed the entire season with an injury, is out again. He tore his Achilles Second year in a row, a row where he's going to be out with a leg injury. Oh, it's man. Really unfortunate for him. He's uh, he's one of the best players in the league, and to see him out again it really hurts uh, Golden State's chances. I think he's a big part of that team, and it's really unfortunate that he's going to be out again. Um, and I'm going to go over some of the signings here real quick, um, just the big ones. Fred Van Vliet re-signs with Toronto. Tristan Thompson is uh, he signed with Boston, the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum signed a max deal with the Celtics. Uh, Rajon Rondo gets a two-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, Jaleel Okafor signs two-year deal with the Detroit Pistons. Marcus Morris is going to the Clippers for four years. Donovan Mitchell gets a max ex- extension with the Jazz. Uh, let's see who else... Brandon Ingram gets a max deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. Serge Ibaka goes and joins Kawhi with the Clippers. Dwight Howard is going to the 76ers. Gordon Hayward sends a big deal. He opted out of his deal with Boston and signs a four-year deal with Charlotte. Uh, Montrez Harrell signs a two-year deal with the Lakers. A lot of trades happen too, but it's a lot to all follow. Uh, Mark Gasol leaves the Raptors. He's going to the Lakers. De'Aaron Fox signs a five-year max deal with Sacramento. Uh, Meme God Taco Fall, the big toss center for the Boston Celtics, signs a two-way deal to stay in Boston. Uh, Jay Crowder signs a three-year deal with Phoenix. And I believe that's all the big ones I see here. Bobo signs a two-year deal with Denver. And Carmelo Anthony's back with Portland. He signed a one-year deal. And that's about it. So that's all my NBA talk for the day. And is there anything we're missing here, Troy? Um, No, I was going to say I'm kind of not surprised because I think the NBA season starts in less than a month, presumably already. So kind of not surprised to see these kinds of big moves. I think it's the – a couple episodes. Well, I've been waiting for something to happen in the NHL now with, you know, the Caps getting freed because they were supposed to start – the first, but that's not happening. So, I don't know. Base, it's kind of funny because it's like even baseball, and as of now, they're still going to continue next season as planned. So, I don't know. Definitely, definitely in weird times now. But I don't know. I, I'm, I would imagine probably between now and next episode. I guess in all the leagues, we're going to end up seeing some signings, especially with the uh, big-name players getting moved around just because, like with baseball, you're going to want to get start getting uh, rotations and stuff pretty set and locked in. 
Um, NHL, you still – we're at the cap problem. The NBA is figuring its own thing out, but they also start really soon. So I wouldn't imagine there's going to be much more coming out like after the next couple of days. But Yeah, there's actually a lot, I don't know. Of, a lot of complaints about uh, from the NBA players about how short the offseason was. Because if you remember, they – the, the, when, the, was the was the championship after or before the uh, Stanley Cup? I think it was after, right? I think it was just after, yeah. Yeah, so and they starting before. Yeah, they ended after the NHL, and they start like at least like at least like a couple weeks before the NHL. So, I saw LeBron was tweeting about how uh, it's kind of messed up because they have the shortest off season of any pro sports league in history. So it's going to be a tough it, turnaround right, for a those month guys. and a half. Uh, nah, two months. Yeah, about Probably two months. About two months. But they're used to at least three, four months before like a championship and then training camps. So and they're yeah, just, I was gonna say and that's what I was right gonna say is it. you're looking at you're looking at three months at most, but uh I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that they managed to get their uh the NBA, they managed to get I guess their stuff together to manage to be able to actually start this thing, I guess not on time, but earlier than anyone else especially the NHL and uh, the MLB is still on schedule. We'll, we'll see about it with cases coming up, how that works with, you know, workouts and that kind of deal. But um, I don't know. It's kind of amazing because both the NBA and NHL took practically the same approach to this when it came to playoffs. So I don't know what's going on. The NHL, it's like money and stuff starting to be the issue, but I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Everything seems like everything's changing every day. I'm getting new updates with, you know, something happened that I don't really think anyone could have planned and live day by day, I guess. Take well, it for what it's worth. There is another thing that I've, uh, we forgot to talk about when we talked about the NFL, but I don't know if you saw this. Um, there is a bunch of new regulations put in in PA because of the uh, uptick in cases. Did you see that? If the game, this past game against the Jaguars was going to be in Pittsburgh, the, the Steelers and the Jaguars would have had to wear masks while playing. No one's going to do that. But did you see that that was a thing, though? Yeah, but then did you also see the thing where um, Mike Tomlin, because you know how he's wearing, like, the, the neck gator, like the yeah. fishing gator? He mm-hmm. technically isn't allowed to wear that. So I know that started something. I It just, I don't know. It just seems stupid. Like, it really does. Because it's like, if you, you know what I mean? Especially if you're on the line. So, like, you're two feet from each other the entire game. And then what's, you know what I mean? what's the point? Like, what's the point of getting to stand on the sideline with a mask on? You know what I mean? It just seems kind of useless. Yeah, but um, the new regulations also forced the Steelers to not allow fans anymore. They had had a limited capacity for the for a few weeks there. But now, because everything is getting exponentially worse here in Pennsylvania, they have, they've put a kibosh on that, obviously. And um, just uh, last just last week, uh, oh no, not last week. It's uh, upcoming. The Browns in Ohio they've been they have a stay at home order, but they still are planning to allow twelve thousand fans, even though the governor and the Welcome state Ohio. is telling them but, not uh, to. So. You know, just they're on the right on the verge of becoming Florida. Like they're so close to being Florida. No, 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 not even yes, close. Are. Nothing yes, can compete with Florida. Just they think are, about it. They, they're the corn now, version of Florida. Maybe. <laughs> think about it. They whenever they took that poll, like this had been a while ago, they took the poll of the most hated state. Florida voted for itself. <laughs> just think about that. Nothing can beat Florida. Florida will will forever be Florida. Love it or hate it. It's just an interesting, um, I don't know, man. It just seems like this, I don't know, because I I travel from, I go from, not travel anymore, but I go from uh, Florida around Orlando to uh, back home to Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. Like, there's, I don't know. Some of it, I guess, makes sense. Some of it doesn't. It's just I don't know, because like for the for example, well, I, we won't get much into detail, but like golfing. So like me and you went golfing back home over the summer, right? And it's pool noodles in the pens, and um, you know, no sand to fill in divots, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. 
no groups. Uh, down here, they still have the pins in. It's still the no group thing. I think they limit the four, but I believe you can request to play, like, just with only your pairing. No problem. Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten it. I don't know anyone down here that's gotten it. They, I mean, they, I, we, we literally watch them, like, hose down the, as soon as we bring the cart into the, um, the pro shop, they're literally, like, hosing it down and Cloroxing the steering wheel. But it's just interesting how it takes the two different mentalities with the, um, you know, with, I guess, like, cleaning protocols and, like, how the states go about it. It's definitely very interesting. Um, yeah, it just, it just, that just shows you the variation from state to state, and I think that's what, what we were talking about earlier with getting, um, you know, getting the NHL up and running and, you know, the NBA is you need to, you basically need to pick the most strict state and roll with those rules where it's working, I guess, or whatever state has the smallest increase in cases because, it, I, I mean, state by state, Florida is a completely different, or Orlando is a completely different world than Pittsburgh is, I can tell you that. Here's an interesting thought. This year's Super Bowl, luckily enough for the NFL, is going to be in Florida's very own Tampa. So, what what do you think that they're going to do with that? How many are they're going to allow people? Obviously, because there's no way they have a Super Bowl with no people in it. How do you think the stadium, Raymond James Stadium, I think holds sixty five, seventy thousand people? How do you think they're going to go about that? I don't know. That's a wait and see type deal because technically it's kind of funny how this worked. So and to my knowledge, Pennsylvania is a wear mask everywhere you have to. Down here, it is a um, – it's technically optional, but businesses, they, it's pretty much plaque. It's pretty much everywhere, gross, every grocery store or whatever I've been to. My school's pretty strict. It's indoor – you wear it indoors and outdoors and – all of our – we don't have desks. We have, like, big, uh, like, tables. It's only one person per desk, so I can, like, pretty comfortably, you know, put my arm straight out and not touch anyone or anything. So, I don't know. It's just – I think it's the enforcement is what's going to be the, uh, the kicker here because, like, it seems like you'll go into something – like, especially – you know, the we'll go with, like, Walmart, for example. Like, I'll go in there, and it'll say on the front, plastered all over the place, must wear mask, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just the same spiel. It's been for months. And then you walk in, and they even, it, like, it's reached to the point of where someone's there with an iPad, you know, plus or minus, like, adding or subtracting people that walk in and out, making sure you have a mask. But then they'll walk right through, get their cart, take it off, and continue about their day through the store. So, that's I mean, terrible. that's what I mean. So it's like, I feel like it's all all about enforcement at this point. Because, like, you can make all the rules you want, but if no one's obeying them or enforcing them, because, like, theoretically, you know what I mean? Theoretically, if you were to – the Super Bowl, so, like, if they were to have, I don't know, 15,000 people in a stadium that big with the suites, you should be able to pretty comfortably put, like, families, then leave, like, three, you know, three or four seats – on each side of them, you should be able to fit about 15, 20,000 people, I would imagine. Theoretically, imagine, if you were to... What? Imagine how expensive the tickets are going to be. Usually you have like 70,000 of them. Now there's only 15,000 of them. And they're usually like at least $5,000. The minimum The minimum is going to be like a $20,000 seat. I know. It's just, that's what I mean. It, I don't know if that's, I mean, you can limit people all you want, but then it's like, that's only in your seat. That's not whenever you're, you know, standing in lines for tickets or food or whatever. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth, but at least it seems like enforcement's been the biggest thing more or less than having the rules. Yeah. And uh, I know you're talking about how people take it off whenever they walk in the new PA role is, I don't know about stores, but I know for restaurants is that, you have to keep it on at any given point now unless you're actively eating. That was the rule right after they reopened, and then they went laxed on it. They were like, yeah, you know, once you're sitting down, you're fine, which never really made sense because people, like, walk around still. Like, there's still people, like, just walking about. If they uh, if someone walks past you and, like, you don't have your mask on and, you know, have COVID, 
what's what's the point? I, I, well, so, but like, I feel like we're we're in PA. We are right on the edge of losing uh, in-person dining. It's we're on the we're a tick away from it being all to go. See, this is the thing with PA is I actually I got the I still get I still like look at the news and technically if you're vi I don't want to say visiting but if you're traveling back into the state they encourage you to have a negative test to prove that you've tested negative then quarantined for two weeks. I saw this that. is the one. This is the one. Well, I don't I don't it doesn't make any sense because like so most of the people right now traveling at least are going to be college people returning back now. The, the uh, so like if you go to college out of state like I do, the rules differ from state to state if you can if you can get a test or not. So like down here, I don't to my knowledge, you can't just show up somewhere and get a test. You know what I mean? Like I can't just walk into CVS or whenever I go, I want tested or whatever and get the paperwork that says it. Now you can do it at the school, but the way they're doing it now is it's the um they have river like their own special testing, but PA to my knowledge, they even regulated the test that it has to be. So, like, it is literally impossible. Like, it is literally impossible for me to go get their version of the test unless I go to PA and then go sit and sleep in the rest station for two weeks. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And I had a, re I had a kind of a hard time finding a place to get my test here. Um, my, uh, you for through UPMC, you could get a test for free because my healthcare plan is UPMC, but you have to, um, you have to get like a physician's referral for it. So I'd have to go to the doctor, explain to them why I think I need a test. And then I'd have to go get the test. I ended up going with CVS because, uh, places like CVS, MedExpress, you don't need a referral. You could just go and say, I've been exposed or I think I need one, you know, give it to me. And it was just like covered by insurance and everything still too. But it's, it's really crazy how these places are having these roles and are still making everything so difficult to get to get a test like if like the moment someone if you really want to like get like get rid of this thing once and for all and you want people to abide by all the rules once someone has heard that they have been in contact or if they have a symptom there should be nothing in their way of them getting being able to go get a test instead they make you jump through hoops to do it that's that's exactly what I just explained. Is it's like now it's like, oh okay, you want to come back, and it's like I live there. I literally have PA plates on the back of my car, <laughs> and it's just like, if you want to come back, you have to do this. That now, and then the big kicker is they put voluntary, and I'm just like, this is like this is literally logistically impossible. This is so like ridiculous. Like it's not even like I'm visit. Like I see if I'm visiting for like some sports event, but it's like I live there. And like they already closed everything. I don't know. It just it doesn't. That's the one thing I just I I can't comprehend it. It doesn't make any sense. The they fact have, that it's so specific just I don't know. They haven't closed everything yet, but by the time you get back, uh, or at least like a week after, I have a feeling everything's going to get closed. They're going to let Thanksgiving That's what I was gonna say and Black Friday are... happen. But once after Black Friday, and like they see the the crazy, you think it's getting high now. Wait until after people travel for Thanksgiving, people crowd stores for thing uh for black friday it's gonna be pretty tough it's gonna be tough you know this is the funny thing is um i've seen the thing where it's people that have uh where they're like oh, it's gonna be airports and you know that kind of stuff to my knowledge all the airlines mandate masks all the air airports mandate masks the funny thing that you don't see anyone talking about is last weekend which would be the 20 what second no the 21st 22nd for most people at least down here that i know of that was their last cement that was their last week of school so what do these big colleges and universities do what are they going to do if they don't have to go to class on monday and you know have to wear a mask they're going to party as uh, sad as it is it, it happens i mean I live in an apartment off campus, and we saw it. Things started to get – it wasn't as – I don't want to say as bad as it normally was, but it still got up and running. And that's the thing that I haven't seen anyone talking about is I've seen it with, like, airports and, you know, people doing that. But no one's brought this up. Now that the school's rules don't apply anymore that were, you know, pretty strict, people are now coming out and doing this type of stuff.
Yeah, I'm with you there. But I mean, all we can do is all we can do is control what we can control, and you know, be safe and uh, be courteous. And I I know you and I both can and will do that. But hopefully, everyone else cares about other people and stay safe. Exactly. That's the moral of this podcast. That's the reason we're here. Oh yes, we're now on. Uh, uh, what was NPR. the what was that skit? I think it was SNL. No, we're uh, we're now uh, motivational speakers. I can't think of what his name. I can't think of what his name is. Real big guy. They bring him in to like talk to their kids. It was on Barstool. I can't think of what it was. I think it was an SNL thing back in the day where the the down by the river guy. I don't know. What you're we're gonna about. end up living in a. I live in a van. The guy goes. His whole thing is I live in a van down by the river, and he's like a motivational speaker. I don't know that one. I'll have to find it. I, I believe you. I believe you. Um, but I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, nice little episode there. Got got a lot done. I think highly productive. Um, Troy, take us out. All right. Um, yeah, I don't think we have anything else to add. The last half of this was more of the real world stuff instead of sports. So, you know, it's it's kind of amazing how much like. Because it used to be like you used to have real life and sports and you used to keep them separate because problems in your real life, you could just, you know, people turn to sports for like, I guess, you know, relief or whatever. And now it's like it has crossed paths so much that it has almost become, it has quite literally just become one gigantic thing. So it's kind of amazing, you know, the world we live in and how this works. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens next week, I guess. Well, within the next week or week or so. Um, thanks for listening to this one. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we won't be having one come out until probably the first week of December, I think. That's when we'll talk to you guys next. Thanks for tuning in as always. We will see you soon and have a good one. We will see you. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the unit report. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report.